The following is a Westminster Seminary, California morning devotion given by a guest speaker. The statements, views, and opinions presented in this message are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online at wscal.edu or call 888-480-8474. That's online, wscal.edu, or call 888-480-8474. As the uh, ongoing series of uh, devotionals led by graduating seniors continues, we welcome uh, Chad Porter uh, to the podium this morning uh, to bring our devotionals. Chad, come on up. Good morning. Would you open your Bibles to Psalm 103? Psalm 103 this morning. We'll be reading the entire psalm, but focusing in on a few verses with our brief devotional time. Let's hear God's word. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pits, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Let's pray together. O great God and Father, we worship you for many things. You alone are sovereign, carrying all things along according to the counsel of your will, and you alone are perfectly loving. And so we pray that you would teach us this morning, give us eyes to see, and give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying to us through your holy word, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. As uh, some of you may know, I was raised in Southern California, Uh, moved down here when I was about three years old, went to college down here. My wife was from down here, so we were Southern California uh, through and through until after college, 
of the military, I joined the Air Force, and they, in their great wisdom, moved me to North Dakota, 100 miles south of the Canadian border. It was cold, it was freezing, cold is a mild way to put it, and it was flat, like flat, like really flat, and especially for someone who grew up in the valleys of Southern California. I kind of always expect, I didn't realize how much I expected there to be mountains around the, the landscape, you know, because I always grew up in a valley, but in North Dakota, it was just flat as far as the eye can see. I heard that there was even a sign at one of the entrances uh, to the state from another state. It said, welcome to North Dakota, mountain, remo mountain removal project complete. <laughs> and so I would come home to visit, you know, holidays and things like that. And for the first time in my life, I was shocked by the landscape that we have around here. I mean, just look at this campus. Just look around, all the hills, all the beautiful greenery. Say what you want about California. We have some beautiful, beautiful landscape. But I had no idea. I did not even notice it because I was so immersed in it. I didn't even stop to think about it until I got out for a while. And the reason I tell that story, the reason I say these things is because I think something similar happens to us in the Bible. Particularly those of us who are teaching, studying, immersing ourselves in God's word day in and day out, we get used to things. It's been said that one of the greatest tragedies of the human existence is that we get used to things. And so this morning, I have no grand theological bombs to drop on anybody. I have no tricky, crazy exegesis. I have a simple reflection on God's love for his people. And I want us to see how incomprehensible his love is and stand in awe of it. And like a good Westminster student, I have three points. So those are God loves us massively. God loves us particularly. And God loves us shockingly. So let's begin with God loves us Massively. Look again at verses 10 or at verse 10 with me. He, the God of the universe, does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Maybe you've heard. Some of these stats that I'm going to read you before. But let's stop and look at the hills. The universe that we, live, that we live in. As God compares his love for his people, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. Just think about the small bit of the universe that we live in, right? From the earth to the sun, takes eight and a half minutes for light to get there. I've been talking for something around eight minutes already. And so light that came off the sun just is getting to us right now. And like we studied that in, I mean, element, maybe we studied that in elementary school, I don't remember, but uh, certainly in college and things like that. And, and maybe it just kind of floats right on past us. But the sheer size of what we're dealing with here is kind of shocking. And it gets even more shocking because let's say we take that eight and a half minutes, that distance from the earth to the sun, and we say we make that equal to one sheet of paper, right? Some of you know where I'm going. If, the, if that distance, the distance from the earth to the sun, is the same thickness as a sheet of paper, 
Then the distance from us to our nearest star, other than our sun, is a stack of paper 71 feet high. And the distance of our galaxy, which is just one of about 100 billion galaxies, is a stack of paper 310 miles high. And then the size of our known universe is a stack of paper 31 million miles high. Maybe you're getting some sense for how ridiculously huge the world that we live in is. And yet, as far as the heavens are, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is our God's steadfast love, his hesed, his covenant, loyal, faithful love towards those who fear him. A God this massive and this powerful to create all that we see by the word of his power loves us massively. But God also loves us particularly. Look at verse 13 with me. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Some years ago, I was uh, trying to commit Psalm 103 to memory, and I had gotten to this portion, verses 13 and 14, and I was at a Starbucks in flat North Dakota. Oddly enough. And I was sitting down there, kind of reciting these verses to myself over and over again, just trying to, by rote memorization, like Greek paradigms or something, trying to stick it into my mind. And then something out of a Hallmark movie happened. And uh, I, I'm sitting there, and this dad came in with his kids. He has a couple little kids, a little girl, a little boy, maybe two years old, four years old, something like that. And they bought their drinks, and they sat down right in front of me, and whatever, I don't notice. I'm listening to music. I'm, I'm reciting these, uh, these particular verses in my head. And, then, and that's when the Hallmark movie broke out. The daughter, she did something, like, not awesome. She like opened her drink or something and didn't spill it. It was a menial thing that was not a big deal. But her dad looked at her and he was like, oh, that's all. And he praised her and then he gave her a big hug. And for as cheesy as that was, and like I am not one, ask my wife, I am not one to love these types of movies and these types of things. For as cheesy as that was, I was sitting here saying, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. And I saw this happen right at that moment, and I started weeping. I wasn't like making loud noises, crying or anything like that. It wasn't that weird. But I I couldn't help it. It's like those moments when life becomes real. When the callousness of our hearts just gets graciously and mercifully ripped away a little bit, and we can see the hills. Because this God who created all things, who created a universe that is as grand and massive as we just talked about, not only loves us massively, but he loves us particularly and tenderly. The same great God before whom Isaiah fell down and said, Woe is me, for I am lost. I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell as a people of unclean lips. That same God shows tender and loving compassion to his people. God loves us massively. God loves us particularly. Finally, God loves us shockingly. It'll become apparent what I mean by this in a moment. As I read through this, these amazing 
truths. There's some uncomfortable language. Language that kind of, it makes me pause a little bit. Maybe you've experienced the same thing. As I've read this over the years, I'll give you an example of, of what I'm talking about. Look at verse 11. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. Verse 13, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Verses 17 and 18, but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. And so while everything in me is screaming, wanting to lay hold of these descriptions of God's love for his people, this type of sort of conditional language kind of slows me down. And it, and it sticks something in my mind because I don't know about you, but how often do you fear the Lord, right? How often do we walk in awful wonder before him in our relationships with our wives or with our husbands or with our churches or with our students or with our professors? How often as we're studying God's word, immersing ourselves in it, as we're teaching it, as we're looking over it, do we find ourselves perfectly fearing the Lord, or the biggest one is God shows his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. And that does not describe Chad Porter, the one who keeps his covenant and remembers to do his commandments. You know where I'm going with this. And I trust that you felt it too. Because though there is this uncomfortable language, it's also glorious language because we know there's one who feared the Lord perfectly. That there is one who kept his covenant, who remembered to do his commandments. Not just sometimes, not just a pretty good person type of thing but perfectly, personally, and perpetually, there was one who kept the Lord's covenant. The one whom God loved massively and particularly, yet sent him to, bore, to bear our sins in his body on a tree. He lived the life we could not live. He paid the debt we could not pay. And this man, Jesus Christ, purchased for us, the amazing blessings of God's love here in Psalm 103. He made it to where we can read things like this, that as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards you. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to you. Jesus purchased that for you. God loves us massively. God loves us particularly. And he loves us so shockingly in the one who came and lived and died for his people. So, I told you, I have no unseen bombs to drop. 
Let's stop and marvel at the hills. Because we are very, very good at seeing the miraculous power of God, at the miraculous wisdom of God, as he works out his plan remarkably through redemptive history. Let us soak in the implications of that for the love of God for his people. So as we approach the home stretch of the semester, as we're preparing for final exams, as we're writing papers, as we're writing thesis, theses, theses, remember the love of God. Look at the hills. Let's pray. God, how glorious it is that you are slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love towards your people. Bless us as we go from here. Remind us of how wonderful and amazing you are. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Copyright 2016, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.